0: A reading from Isaiah today, we read a lot from him during the, the season of Advent. It's kind of a beautiful picture of the, the harmony that God intended for his creation. We were created good, and uh, through a very poetic uh, manner, the uh, prophet kind of lays it out for us. What does he write here? Then the wolf shall be the guest of the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the young lion shall browse together with a little child to guide them. The cow and the bear shall be neighbors. Together, their young shall rest, and it kind of continues on in, in a very poetic manner. This is the harmony, the peace God desired for His creation. But we we know something happened that kind of messed things up, and we call that call that original sin. But uh, imagine with me for a moment uh, what the, you know the world would look like if it was the way it was supposed to be, as as, as God created it, and. One thing we none of us would ever have any—if we were traveling, if we were going anywhere, flying—we never have any fears about like terrorists or people doing crazy things because there, there just wouldn't be any around. If was, things were the way they were supposed to be, we wouldn't have needed to lock our car. I would imagine most of you locked your cars up when you're kind of coming in here, even in a church parking lot, and uh, or our houses. Why do, we, why do we do that? We we wouldn't have any fears about that. We'd never have a fear about opening up an email or answering a phone call, have a fear of people trying to scam us you know, through, uh, through that, those particular means. If the world was the way it was supposed to be, teachers would never have any qualms when they're handing out a test, any concerns about uh, you know, any, any, any cheating because everyone would be totally honest. There'd be no need for things like lie detectors. Uh, police wouldn't have, wouldn't have any need to arrest criminals because there'd be no, no criminals to arrest. If the world was the way it was supposed to be, Bears and Packers fans would love each other with a deep, <laughs> abiding love, and walk arm in arm to the, toward the promised land. But uh, as we know the world is not the way it's supposed to be. And you know, and, and, and truth be told, if the world was the way it was supposed to be, everyone would be a Bears fan. You know, so, um, you know, so. just kidding on that one. Just kidding. But the uh, sadly, it's not the way it's supposed to be. And uh, we—I mean—we do call that original sin. We're in it. I mean, it goes all the way back to the beginning with, uh, you know, with Adam and Eve. They were told not to partake of the fruit of our particular tree, and uh, they were asked to obey. And the word "obey" means to listen. So they didn't listen, and we—we we know what happens. The serpent slithers on the scene, whispers in their ear. You know, you can—you can. What was the temptation? You can be like gods. You can be like gods. You can be at the center of all. And they fall for it, and uh, you know. Sadly, we, um, you know, we. It's not the way. It, there's a, there's a fallenness to human nature, and that's why we, uh, you know, as we're in this Advent season, moving toward Christmas, the incarnation, the birth of Christ, that that is our hope. So sin doesn't have the have, have the final word, and uh, and we also encounter a very powerful prophet today in the Gospel John the Baptist. He's an Advent prophet. I mean, his message is tough. I mean, he's a he seems like a pretty colorful character. Some people thought he was the Messiah, but he quickly pointed people in a different direction. He, he pointed to, to Jesus. There's a great line attributed to John the Baptist. He said, I must decrease so that he can increase. That's actually a great spirituality for any of us to carry, you know, because, you know, just the way the ego is. And just like uh, Adam and Eve, we can, we can put ourselves right, right in the middle of everything. But we always need to be pointing to the one who is, who, who's the true Messiah. And uh, so for, for you and me, I think our spiritual health is, is found in that direction. and it's, its John says uses the word repentance. He also would use the word reform. And the, the underlying term that uh, we translate our word repentance or reform, it actually means to, to make an about-face, to turn away from And what do, we want to, what do we want to turn away from? We want to turn away from, from darkness, from sin, those temptations. And we, we want to turn toward the light. And that, that was John the Baptist's message. It, it's easier said than done. And we, we, we all know the temptations in life. We're all vulnerable. We've all, we've, we've all fallen. But the, the good news of the gospel is that there is no sin that is bigger than God's mercy. But we we need to have humility, and I think humility is really a a key virtue in any time of year, but certainly in the Advent season as we prepare for the birth of Jesus, because that opens us, and what does Jesus want to do? I mean, he wants to come deeper into our lives, and even if we have a very, very deep faith, a deep abiding trust in the Lord, you know, we all have some pockets of resistance inside of us, we're still kind of holding on, and you know, we, you know. He wants us to really open ourselves and even deeper. That's why we celebrate Advent Christmas every year. So hopefully we're growing. There's a deepening conversion. And again, even if we have a deep faith, the Lord always has more to give us. We have to be like this. And you know what? Uh, the impact of original sin makes us kind of go like this. And uh, just like, just like our, with, with Adam and Eve and their, their disobedience, you know, we, we, we can find ourselves there. And that, that's, a, that, that's a deadly path. And the evil one is always going to kind of try to tempt us. Yeah, I, I think I, I was watching the series by Bishop Robert Barron. He's a great theologian, great insight in spiritual life. And he's talking about the seven deadly sins. And he, he said the deadliest of the deadlies, you might be surprised in this. We might think it's something that might be lust or it might be wrath. I and mean, we got spiritual pride, anger, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, sloth. But he said the number one deadly sin that is usually underneath any of them, is spiritual pride. And again, that goes right back to Genesis. You can be like gods. And it's kind of that, 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 that selfishness. And uh, you know, I, I think when we, when we come to the end of this life and the purification probably most of us are gonna need, I think the key area of purification is probably gonna be around selfishness. You know, we, we all have some struggles in that area. But the good news with the Lord's grace is that uh, he can bring us to that deeper sense of a place of Christ-centeredness and dying to self, and we must decrease so that he can increase. And he's a faithful God. He just needs a humble, contrite heart. You know, we have a beautiful sacrament in our our Catholic tradition, and it's a sacrament of reconciliation. And I always think a, a good time of year especially and people can receive any time, but it's Advent and, and, and Lent, two key times. and uh, Because with, uh, with Advent, we're preparing for the birth of Christ. and We want to have a pure heart. So I would encourage you to avail yourself sometime the sacrament of reconciliation. This Advent, see, we have extra times. And what, what, is, what does that sacrament do for us? It's a tough sacrament, isn't it? Because it's a sacrament of accountability. We have to, we have to be really kind of brutally honest. And uh, the human tendency to deny or avoid or rationalize or blame, it's it's, it's, it's huge. It calls us to a really kind of a brutal honesty. But when we are, the Lord gives us freedom. He gives us a deeper peace. It's the way it's supposed to be. And uh, the evil one always wants to get us off track, always wants to get us self-centered and self-absorbed. But we want to die to self so that Christ can be born more and more into our lives so please take an opportunity for that this, this Advent season to have that pure heart for the birth of Christ. It's a beautiful sacrament, it's a tough sacrament. We all know that from experience. But I think what the Lord brings to us through that is freedom and a deep peace. And uh, I think the, the Lord wants us, how, the way the world is meant to be, I think he wants us living with a, with a spirit of joy and, uh, and, and that deep peace that comes from, from Christ. So let's ask for that grace. And we know that uh, hope is on the horizon with the birth of Jesus. And it's a fallen world, but it's a world where Christ is still alive and well and gives us what we need for the journey. So let's ask him for that grace as we receive the Eucharist today.